Hey y'all and happy new year to you. This is Melanie and we are back with an all new episode of On The Phone With Friends. It's 2023 and your favorite podcast that wants to be a good friend to you is bringing that heat, that flavor, and a French 75 with a side of cheese eggs. So let's get into it. Black women love brunch and can drop a bag at their favorite spot like some drug dealers, What happens when two friends with a little tech savvy and a love for creating community craft the perfect cocktail for getting black women from Honolulu to Paris for regular brunch meetups? Today, we're talking to best friends and business partners, Lillian Jackson and Melissa Mason, the founders of Brown Skin Brunchin, a founder-funded global technology and social group founded in 2018 around a simple idea, brunch. According to BoardWalk.com, the term brunch was coined in 1895 and was considered a Sunday meal for Saturday night carousers. Brunch became popular in the U.S. in the 1930s because Hollywood stars making transcontinental train trips would often stop in Chicago for late morning meals. And in the last 20 years, the brunch industry has kaboomed for black folks with the popularity of dishes and combinations like shrimp and grits, crab legs and hookah, and trap jazz with oxtails. And sometimes the turn up at a black ass brunch can get real. You've seen the videos on Instagram. What could we use less of in the black brunch experience? I'd say the turn up part of it. Like a lot of people, you think about brunch and you think We're that talking to you, city of Atlanta. Lillian and Melissa's friendship story may get you in your feelings. They're two friends from Richmond, Virginia, who've been 10 toes for each other since they met in second grade. We always manage to be in the same, similar situations at the same time, but it also helps because you understand what the other person needs during that particular moment. We were the party and we have been the party ever since we met. And since we met, we, it is, that's how it's always been. Overall, Brown Skin Brunchin is giving black women across the world a reason to travel, connect, and build with other black women. Cause you know, we all we got. <laughs> have healthy relationships with other black women and that there are women out there that believe in collaboration over competition and that we want to see each other win. And if I have it, you have it. I think you'll love Lillian and Melissa as much as we do. So let's dive into this conversation. You're listening to On the Phone with Friends. Don't forget, you can follow On the Phone with Friends anywhere you listen to podcasts. Girl, we all out there. We on Spotify. We on Anchor. We're on Audible. We're on Amazon. We're on Google. We're in all of the places with all of the things. So don't forget to follow your favorite podcast that wants to be a good friend to you. This is On the Phone with Friends. All right, today, tonight, whenever you are listening to this episode, I am talking to the founders of an organization, a group, a tech company, a collective, Black women getting together, whatever you want to call it, and I'm going to let them define it. Brown Skin Brunchin. I have the founders of Brown Skin Brunchin. We know that Black women love to brunch, but why do we love to brunch when we, you know, get into food so much in the culture? And I have Lillian Jackson and Melissa Mason. Hi, ladies. How are you? Hi. Hello. How are you? 
I am so happy to have you on this call and we're going to talk about everything with your organization, what you have going on. I want to learn about the friendship, but I definitely want to learn more about the future of Brown Skin Brunch. And so we're going to go ahead and get started. We'll let Lillian go first. <laughs> Tag you it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I saw it coming when she was her head to the side. Um, so I am Lillian Jackson. I am originally from Richmond, Virginia, and that's how I know Melissa from elementary school. But right now I am actually based out of Las Vegas, Nevada. My background before brunchin um, is that I was in human resources for over 20 years. And I guess you can say I'm a natural recruiter and that kind of um, bled into how we were able to grow our community and get so many women together over this fun thing called brunch. And I am Melissa Mason. I am from Richmond, Virginia as well. Done like, you know, risk management, things like that. That's actually what I'm doing right now. Um, and overall, for me, I'm just a people person. So anything that kind of deals with people and, you know, trying to build connections in a positive way, that's usually what I'm aligned with when it's, whether it's career or personal. I love the alignment. And that was actually going to be one of my questions, um, you know, as I kind of stalk your pages and your LinkedIn. And I saw Lillian, like with this extensive background in HR, and I'm like, how did you make that leap? So that makes a lot of sense in terms of like the recruitment aspect of it and really just trying to understand how people are a good investment for each other. Um, what else can you say about all of your years of experience with working in your particular fields and how that lends itself um, in a full sense with brown skin brunching? I think the biggest thing is, um, so I was in corporate America for over 20 years. And, you know, you saw the good, you saw the bad, you saw the ugly, but most importantly, you saw how to run a business and what right looks like. So I've worked with established companies that have been in, in you know, around for over a hundred years. And there you were able to see structure and what right looks like and how um, policies should be developed, implemented. And then on the other side, I've also worked for a startup and you saw what could go wrong, but you also understood how to be nimble and how to be quick and how to pivot, especially when you're in those early stages of making something happen. So I think that to be able to take all of those experiences from corporate America, startups and things like that, and then to be able to implement all of those things, that's how we've been able to make this happen. We've been learning on the fly, but we already had that structure and that discipline from being in those types of roles to understand what it looked like if we were committed to something to drive it and be the force behind it to make it actually work. Since I was like 14 years old. 15. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, black girl life, man. man. Um, so it's kind of like, you know, you you just develop these experiences over time. You see things that kind of happen. Um, and for me, more so with like, I've had a lot of experience with like the human condition side and like how things flow. So I actually have degrees in social work and psychology. Um, I was a double major at VCU and just, you know, went back to school later in life and kind of pursued those to kind of learn a little bit more about how things work, why things happen and learn how to translate that into what we're doing right now actually it's really really helpful because you understand 
why people do some of the things that they do, mm. why we feel this need to belong, why we want this connection, why are we, you know, looking for people that look like me, you know, why are things going one way for one person and not that way for this particular culture. So, you know, taking all of those experiences actually helped um, fuel the conversation between Lillian and I when it came to developing friendships, thinking about developing friendships amongst a group of Black women, how to change that narrative, remove that stigma that, you know, Black women can't get along and that kind of thing. Mm. So, it's yeah. just always been, um, you know, I'm, she's on like the technical and HR side and I'm more like the human development or like human nature understanding that side. And it makes a really good conversation and combination when it comes to running brown skin brunching. Yeah, I love that. And we can just go ahead and dive into those waters, Melissa, since you have opened that oh. door. <laughs> so if we're really just talking about, you know, the existence of Black women and the importance of community, you know, um, you have Black scholars and intellectuals like Bell Hooks and Toni Morrison and so many other uh, Black women writers and scholars that have talked about the need for community in order for us to find ourselves because who are we without our sisters? And so I, I I love that idea of how you're kind of like, if you were a research project, you were the qualitative side and Lillian right. is the quantitative side. Right. You know, numbers have to make sense, but how do people feel? You know, so I love that dichotomy of your friendship and I'm starting to kind of pick up on something. So my next question is, Tell us the friendship story. <laughs> How do you tell your story as friends? Honestly, two black girls from the hood. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's a good that's, way to. Put that's it. it. I mean, we've um, Lillian and I have been friends since the second grade. We met at Blackwell Elementary School, Miss Temple's class, and you know we we've been kind of rocking and rolling ever since. You know, life kind of takes you through different stages where you may not be able to see each other all the time, but we have over a thirty-year oh what yeah thirty-year. I had to do the math. Like, wait a minute, hold on. Right. <laughs> oh my thirty-year. <laughs> my my yeah. friend swears we're still twenty-five. I was like, girl, we have known each other for twenty-five years. Listen, in my head, I'm still sixteen, living my best life. It's okay. okay. <laughs> but yes, I mean we've um we've definitely grown up and seen a lot of different things. Some some great things, great times together. Some really crazy experiences as kids and you know things growing up even as adults just going through some crazy situations so no matter what we are always there for one another so that friendship side is has been you know 30 years in the making strong and no matter what you know I don't care how mad we get at each other we're still you know nobody's going anywhere because you know that's my girl love that We've had babies together we've gotten married together divorced together <laughs> um, Oh, y'all some friends, yeah. friends. Free, free. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, you get a divorce? Okay, I'm, I'm going to go on your <laughs> Right, right. That, that's how it happened. Like, oh, you bought a house? Hold on, let me go get my house. Oh, you lost your house? Girl, I gave mine away too. Um, <laughs> you know, it, it's, it's like it's we so always... Yeah, the way like things this. always end up lining up. It's not intentional, but somehow we always manage to be in the same, some similar situations at the same time. But it also helps because you understand what the other person needs during that particular moment. So mm. it's always interesting. When did you know you were friends? Second grade, Miss Temple's class. <laughs> was there something that you knew, like, this is my friend? Or as my friend Natalie would say, 
she's my person. <laughs> when did you know, like that awareness, like this person is my friend? It, it's just always been that way. I can think back to one time when we were in elementary school and Melissa still clowns me for this story where, um, so my birthday is at the beginning of the school year. I'm a September baby. Mm. So Melissa is really the only person I knew every school year because we were already friends. So I love I how she's cracking up. Yeah. <laughs> you already know what story I'm going to tell. So we were, um, it was my birthday and I was like, hey girl, I'm having a birthday party. She was like, okay where do I need to be? What time? Blah, 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 blah. So it was at my house and she shows up and my mom answers the door. And she's like, what are you here for? And she's like, I'm here for the birthday party. And my mom is like, what birthday party? <laughs> Alyssa's like, wait, I'm the only person invited to the party. I'm like, yep, girl, let's go. <laughs> you know, it's, it's like all my life, she's been showing up for me, even when nobody else has, I didn't need anybody else. She was my one person that I knew I could call and she was going to be there. We were the party and we have been the party ever since we met. And since we met, we, it is, that's how it's always been. Yeah. I, I love, like, I kind of, I felt that. <laughs> I felt that. I felt that. Melissa, what was your moment that you knew that Lillian was your friend? Is there that, a that was that definitely one. I was like, this girl tripping. Her mama don't know why I'm here. Mama <laughs> dropping me off. Everybody confused. But you know what? My aunt live across the way. So if anything goes crazy, we going across the street. <laughs> so that was definitely one of them. Um, I think probably it got, you know, a little more deeper when, because I think you moved and we went to third grade, but um, we had a really amazing third grade teacher. Shout out to Ms. Benjamin. Um, <laughs> she actually lived around the corner from where Lillian moved to. So when I would go to her house, it, I mean, go to my, go with my teacher, I would be like, okay, so can we, is she home? Like we're, you know, we're just kind of like walking back and forth, trying to figure out when someone's going to be home or when we would get to play outside yeah. in the third grade. So it's just always been like, you know, this is the person that we're out we're, She's the person that I'm looking for. We're always looking for each other and just trying to figure out how to get back, even from an early age, even when life takes you in different directions. Beautiful. What makes your friendship work? I think innately, we just get each other. And she understand my quirks. I understand her quirks. And we don't take it personal. Mm. So if I do something that's it, somebody else would be like, okay, that was weird. Melissa's just like, whatever. Girl, move on. I'm like, just don't. What's, right. one of the, what's one of those quirks you would uh, say? I have a lot. I have a lot. But I think the best way to describe it is that I'm really high strung mm -hmm. and kind of like all over the place. And like the creative one that's just like going to vomit a whole lot of ideas out in space. And then Melissa is like the one that's kind of calm, relaxed, and she's going to go with the flow. And she's going to be like, girl, stop. <laughs> you just put a lot out there let let everybody else digest because everybody can't just take it all so mm -hmm. it's like we're like yin and yang and we're complete opposites but in a good way in that we're able to like leverage off of one another's strengths because like I can appreciate Melissa's calmness and her peace when I'm on like level 15 because she's able to take all of that energy I'm putting out and kind of redirect it and make it make sense mm -hmm. We have to put it, I have to put her in timeout. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. 
<laughs> How do you show up for each other? Being there without okay. even asking. Mm. Like we've had several situations when it's just like the phone ring. I, I and it's funny because I, I don't know. Like you know how you know a ring, or like you know a hello, and you like what's up? Yeah. Where are we going? What are we doing? <laughs> what, what, Do I need to bring a have? shovel? Right. Right. <laughs> Do, I need Do I need like what I need right now? Yeah. <laughs> you know. You no. Know, it's it's just really just being um. Like she said, just kind of understanding what the other person is going through and knowing just when to show up, even if it's literally just showing up and not having to say anything. Yeah, that's real. What has it been like to build brown skin brunching with a friend? It has been interesting and crazy and fun and stressful. And <laughs> I'm not going to lie. When I first got the email um, to do an interview. And I immediately went to the website because I was like, why have I not heard of it? And how can I be down? <laughs> and saw that there's somebody, I live in Memphis. I was like, okay, so I need to kind of, and I started to read. And I'm like, is it a brunch collective or is it a tech company? And it reads like a tech company, yeah. you know, even like, you know, it's a uh, venture funded. I'm just like, okay, who are these black women? I have to talk to them. So I was like, immediately, I was like, okay, let's, let's get them on. What has it been like to build this? Because it has so many different dynamics to it. Something that I really haven't seen. I've seen people pull together brunches, but the way that you have it laid out is very different and you have an app. Yeah. 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 So you know the, the heart of it it is a social group. But mm -hmm. um we can't always get together in person and we learned that the hard way in 2020 because the part of what we did during before um COVID was all in-person events and we really relied on you know that human connection. But once 2020 came, we had an entire year to to think about how do we keep this going? How do we make this sustainable? And how do we make this more than brunch to be able to bring more value to this community that we're building? Mm -hmm. And um, that's how the app came about. So if you think about it, it, it is a tech company in a way because it it's a group and we're connecting through technology. And that is how we're able to have more than 30,000 women across the globe be able to connect with one another when you can't connect in person. And then as far as building it, we have bootstrapped this entire thing ourselves. So it's almost like we were working just to brunch because we believed in it so much that everything we had, every extra cent went right into building it because it ain't cheap building an app. Um, and it's <laughs> a, a great journey to be able to do it and be able to learn how to do it all because we became the marketers we became seo experts we became the banking um, experts and web design ux and customer service and everything Project that you can think of that it everything <laughs> yeah yeah and, and you say that this is a global entity let's talk about it so we're not just brunching in the united states where else are we brunching no, ma'am. So we are in the Caribbean. We are in Canada. And starting this month, we will be kicking off in Europe. So we are really, really excited. Shout out to y'all. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we have a group in Grenada. We have a group in Toronto, Mississauga. Yeah. 
Um, there's another Canadian region and I'm not going to even try to just mess up the name, <laughs> um, but we have Negril, um, and then we also have London kicking off on the 21st of January. And then mm. after that, heading to Paris as well. So we have definitely, um, expanded, not just, you know, in our local cities and local communities, but we've been able to build a community worldwide. And we even have groups and people trying to come in and, you know, just build connections within cities that we haven't even started yet to the point yeah. where we had to like create little groups for people to kind of, you know, connect yeah. with one another until we can make it to their area. So like mm -hmm. she said, it's a lot of learning on the fly, a lot of self-management and, you know, we, be, we, we just learn as we go. Love to see it. Love to see it. What do you think is resonating with Black diasporic women in this world with brown skin brunching? I think the need and um, people witnessing Black women connecting in a positive way. Mm. It's not, you know, your reality TV show, you know, kind of situation of things that media typically puts out. It is natural, organic connection among women who are seeking to build connection with other women of color. Yeah, I, I totally relate to that because one of the things that helped us kind of start this conversation for this podcast was all of the Black male comedians that pretend to be Black women and it launches their career, like it just kind of skyrockets. And then it just becomes this perpetuation of how people view Black women without Black women having any control with how we are viewed and how our images is commodified. And so people walk up to us and talk to us any kind of way because of what's being projected onto social media. So I think with brown skin brunch and kind of taking those reins and just kind of blazing their own trails and creating their own community, that's how black women can get their power back. So I definitely salute you all for what you're doing and how you are growing this globally. Um, when you think about some of the opportunities and the challenges that come with it what is a glow and a grow that you can see for brown skin brunching that's a good question um I think a glow to see the types of connections people are able to make with this group whether it's personal or professional like we've literally had people getting jobs through people that they've met during brunch. Um, we had one girl talk about losing a job at one time. And before she left, she had like five different sources of information yes. on how to get her next position. And yeah. oh, my job is hiring, you know, my company's hiring, come see me, you know, little stuff like that. Even just this past weekend, same thing, another girl in the group, you know, looking for a, a new start. And she had a link before she even left brunch that day. So I think that's one of the glows, just seeing the strength that we have in numbers and our ability to lift each other and support each other in a way that's so unique because we understand where the other person is coming from or we may understand that person's history. Not everyone looks like us, not everyone's experience is the same. So our challenges are very different when it comes to certain situations. Um, the grow... I'm tossing that one to you. What do you think? I think the grow is, you know, it's something that we're always doing every single day and just learning how to run a company, how to scale it and how to provide the best customer service possible because we really couldn't do this without the members that show up and show out for us every single month. 
So, you know, just continuing to learn from them what went right, what went wrong. And then as we continue to get that feedback to keep doing what we have to do to make sure they have the best experience possible. Why brunch? Because Black people love brunch. We, we, we like and brunch has really exploded in the last 10, 15 years, maybe. Mm-hmm. Why brunch? Why are we capitalizing on brunch? Because why not have an excuse to day drink? I don't understand. The question. No. <laughs> <laughs> but for real, though. <laughs> but no, I think brunch is like that happy medium. You know what I mean? It's not too early. It's not too late. You don't feel guilty about having a little sip or two with a girlfriend. Um, you might want breakfast. You might want lunch. It's like it's it's like the perfect medley of all of the things that you want at a particular time of day. Like when you're completely indecisive, you can find something to work out. You can start, you can spark a conversation over what you about to order. Oh, what kind of drink is that? You know, um, (laughs) even the names of the drinks, you know, the the medley of breakfast (laughs) and lunch and dinner and crab legs all in one. Right. Right. (laughs) As um, you know, culturally, you know, we come, we open up and communicate more over food. So why not find a way to incorporate, you know, food, loosen things up a little bit, let help people shake nerves, maybe with a little uh, mimosa or two, and then ha- let that facilitate the conversation. Like help help people, you know, feel comfortable because a lot of people are really really nervous when they come because mm. they're often by themselves. So it's like the perfect combination of how to get get a conversation and the party started all at the same time. Yeah. I have a very specific question about that. I'm going to come back. I'm going to stick a pin in them. We're going to come back to that point. Okay. Favorite day to brunch. We have we we have different days, right? Yeah. I, <laughs> I imagine y'all would. Yeah. <laughs> I say Sunday and Melissa is going to say Saturday. (laughs) And I really thought it was going to be the complete opposite (laughs) for you two. You look, Lillian, you look like, sound like I'm experiencing you like a Saturday brunch person. Why Sunday for you? Uh, So, so like I said, I was working in HR and, you know, I have the long week, all Mm. week you're listening to complaints problems and you're thinking omg did you wait to come to work to do that so by (laughs) friday i'm tapped out and saturday i need to reset get my mind back and in tune with me and what i like to do and then by sunday it's like all right girls come on let's go out let's have fun because on monday somebody gonna be acting up (laughs) (laughs) right yeah (laughs) yeah i feel you on that i'm the same way saturday is usually my lazy day sleep in do laundry sunday i'm ready to hit the streets like where we going y'all simple i'm the complete opposite of that for me is winding down from the week on saturday and i get to chill on sunday before i go back to the foolishness again on monday Mm -hmm. i need a a day in between (laughs) yeah yeah i feel that favorite thing about brunch my favorite thing would be the drinks um why not drink like forget the bacon the eggs the french toast I really just want a day drink. So my favorite part has to be all of the creative drinks that they come up with during the brunch hour. And then if we're talking about at a brunch, then it's actually making those connections, meeting new people and just walking away with feeling like I sat at brunch with my best friend. Mm-hmm. Love that. What's your favorite brunch cocktail, Lillian? 
Oh, a French 75. <laughs> Write that down. <laughs> Y'all hear my pen? <laughs> French 75, you, you got to try that out. That is like a, a bubbly, some gin, simple syrup, lemon. It, it's, I love a French 75. I recently had a bottle of Hendrix gin over the holiday. No one in my family, none of my friends wanted to drink. They were like, oh God, gin's just going to put you down. I'm like, there are some really great gins on the market. Like, stop drinking Tangeray. Right. <laughs> Bring Tangeray it up and a <laughs> Okay. And get you like a really nice premium gin. Like they will not knock you off your feet. So I will definitely look for French 75. Mine is a yes, Sazerac. Sazerac with a rye whiskey, burnt orange pill. It is awesome. It's the official cocktail of New Orleans. Nice. Yeah. Okay. I'll have to try that one. All right. What is your favorite thing about brunch, Melissa? And I want to know what your favorite cocktail is. <laughs> so my favorite thing about brunch, I think really um, the creativity behind it. Um, you can go to five different restaurants and have five different experiences. So I love that it's just like, you get to check out all of these new places, places that have been on your like to-go list for probably a year. Right. They're offering this brunch opportunity. And then I get to do that with a bunch of cool black women, just kind of puts the icing on the cake for me. Um, you get to try different foods, different cuisines, and you get to also for me, like, like I said, the human experience, you have people that would never have considered a certain place because of maybe location or the name or the type of food that's served but they're having this experience because they want to join this group and be a part of this group and be a part of this community so it's a lot of different factors like on the back end for me um and then I like to eat so yeah, you know yeah food <laughs> yeah, most definitely yeah when you think about black brunch culture if we could kind mm -hmm. of you know laser that in a bit what could we use more of in Black brunch culture? I feel like y'all are kind of like the experts in brunch. Like you started a whole company around it. So mm -hmm. if you could give expert advice to Black people in Black people land, <laughs> what could we use more of for brunch? More Black-owned establishments. Yeah. A total vibe. So like, you know, the space, the, um, just the decor, like just the whole experience all the way around. One of the hardest things that we run into, especially when trying, um, because we love and we love to try to support black establishments, but sometimes they just don't have the capacity mm. or, you know, the ambiance may not be there or, you know, it's just, you know, just some, something where I can't roll up with 30 women. And just be like, hey, we ready to eat. So, yeah. you know, just creating, um, you know, more, getting more into that creative side and having more of that in a community of color, because there are plenty of restaurants. We, we need to step into it. What could we use less of in the Black brunch experience? I'd say the turn up part of it. Like a lot of people, you think about brunch and you think we're that talking to you, city of Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> I know y'all have seen the videos. I know you've seen yeah. the videos. <laughs> like, like, brunch, like there's brunch and then there's a day party and they're not the same thing. Right. Um, so I think that you just have to distinguish between what brunch is and what a day party is or either if it is a brunch day party, just put those two words together so that I'm not confused when I show up. Right. We're eating waffles and we on the table. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know? 
right. with the with the bottle girls and the the, right. the, the and all of that. All right, y'all. Before we go to break, I am going to ask Lillian and Melissa in five words. All right, I love a good challenge. In five words, give me a brunch rule. Show up and be nice. Right. And I was going to say show up on time, please. (laughs) (laughs) And on that note, when we come back from break, (laughs) we're going to finish talking more to the founders of Brown Skin Brunch. That's Lillian Jackson and Melissa Mason. We're going to talk more about their friendship. Uh, Y'all are listening to On the Phone with Friends. Go back and write down those rules. Stick them on your mirror and look at them on Saturday and Sunday before you leave. (laughs) We'll be back, y'all. So how can people find you? How can they connect? So they can um, join us on our website. It is www.brownskinbunching.com. Of course, the app, that's one of the best ways because you can join local city groups and you can join groups just all over the world and connect with people not only in your individual cities, but all around. And that's in the Apple Store and the Google Play Store. We are on Facebook at Brown Skin Brunching. We're on Instagram at Brown Skin Brunching. We're on TikTok at Brown Skin Brunching. So if you just Google Brown Skin Brunching, you'll find us some of everywhere. They out there. They out there. Awesome. All right. We have been talking with the founders of Brown Skin Brunch, and we have Melissa Mason and Lillian Jackson. I hope you've been enjoying the conversation so far. Uh, what a great thing to talk about with brunch. And Melissa, you were you brought up something earlier in terms of this idea of, you know how brown skin brunching creates community for black diasporic women i have to say that because we're not just talking about black american women uh we're we're, you're global now but when you talk about the black woman that comes in by herself what has that experience been like to witness as the founder it's actually pretty amazing. And it kind of, you know, warms your soul a little bit to see this person because we have people all the time. They're like, I'm completely stepping outside of my comfort zone, but I really wanted to see what this was about. And then at the end, they're like, oh my God. <laughs> so that that little timid person walking in and then when they're walking out, they're like, hey girl, you know, I'll talk to you later, you know? Right. Oh, to see that, basically like metamorphosis in a span of a two hour period, maybe. It's so amazing to watch because you see people, they don't know what to expect when they come in. And then when they really kind of get into it and start talking to, you know, all of the people that are around their table and just kind of connecting with other people, once they open up, they're just like, oh my God, what was I afraid of? And now Mm. they're back next month, you know, I'm bringing my friends, you know, I'm going to find someone else to come with you. I'm going to spread the word, you know, all of this stuff. So they're like super excited. They come in timid and they just leave so excited and happy that they came and just shared space with no drama, no foolishness, you know, just straight up conversation and a good time. Have you two tried to answer that question of what are they afraid of? I would get nervous before every brunch myself and I was leading it. So Mm. I think that for me, it was just walking into the unknown and 
you're worried about one people having a good time. Are people going to like me? Am I going to get along? Mm -hmm. Are there, is there going to be someone there that I can vibe with? Like, mm -hmm. how do you have like that small talk? How do you open the door up? And for a very long time, I would still get scared and nervous before I go to a brunch. And I was like, girl, you the host. How are you going to <laughs> pull it together? <laughs> right. yeah. but I think it's, it's just the unknown. And that's the beauty of it. And a lot of why it works, because you can you think about the last time you went to some networking event, you had on your little name tag and you didn't know how to broach the conversation or how to have a conversation that was meaningful and full of substance versus you go to brunch right you don't think you're going there to network per se you think you're going for brunch yeah but while you're eating you're drinking you're talking you're learning little details about each other and you're you're able to make that connection where you find out someone works in hr someone works in life insurance and someone was in the military or someone lived such and such place and you just find those little connections that you'll have with a person that you probably wouldn't have gotten in a more formal environment. Um, but it's the unknown. That's what makes you nervous, I think. Yeah. Mm. And I, like I was saying, I don't think we're trying to like answer that question. I think it's kind of like, because we know, like, just like she said, people are afraid of what they don't know. Mm. And, you know, you can't really answer that question or like try to tell them how to solve it. They kind of have to come into their own as the event progresses and as their attendance progresses. Um, because, they're the only thing we can do is really facilitate and let them know it's a safe space for them you know that kind of thing and then you know break bread have conversation but it's all in what they want to get out of the experience every person's experience is different but no matter what people leave having a good time by the end of the day and they're ready to come back so we have to kind of let people, we, we kind of guide, we're like the guides, right, right. <laughs> the ambassadors we have are like the guides during the brunch, but people really make their own experience and they, and they love it. Favorite city to do brunch in? They all have a different vibe. Right. Um, and especially it's like choosing that. your favorite child. Is that what you're saying? Right. <laughs> <laughs> so like, what city are you, as your members are listening, I wonder what city she going Right. Go. No, they, they all have a different vibe. It depends on what you're going for. So we have the way this works is because we have ambassadors. We have over a hundred ambassadors that are spread out over 87 different locations. Come on. That's a hundred different personalities yeah. that bring their own spin to it. So no matter what city you go to, they have like their own spin that they put on it and their vibe. But at the heart of it is sisterhood. Mm. Um, love all of the cities because you get to experience different cultures. And, you know, I know we're in the U.S. of A, but every city has its little quirks per se. So like when you went down to New Orleans, I showed up with no gift. And that's like <laughs> a thing for them where, you know, when they meet people for the first time, they have gifts for each yeah. other. And then when I Honolulu, we all got laid. And I learned that you can't put your lay on on your own. Someone else has to put it on for you to Good welcome to you to the island. Mm -hmm. right. right. So it's like little things like that, that you don't realize until you're in the culture with people. Or um, we had an entire, what, almost an hour debate in New York about which borough was the best. Right. So, <laughs> Girl, <laughs> like I know that probably real. got a little ugly, a little loud. Shout out to right. New York and, and all I, the boroughs. I, was, I didn't know it was that serious. So um, it's don't just even a, bring up Jersey at all. 
<laughs> what I have learned dealing with New Yorkers, like don't bring it up. Don't bring it up. <laughs> so what it sounds like is that there's a little bit of dopeness in every city. And <laughs> I also have to ask, and this is just a kind of a question to get a better understanding. So what I'm getting is that you all are traveling to these cities in addition to the ambassadors that are hosting these brunches. Do you have women that travel to other cities that are not theirs to go do brunch as well? And so they kind of get this travel experience. So if I'm from, say, St. Louis and I'm like, oh, they're doing a brunch in Honolulu. So let me fly down so I can get laid. Like, is that what's happening with brown skin brunching? 100%. It is. And and that's so. the beauty of it. I had one lady at my last Vegas brunch where she had literally been to every single brunch that was in Southern California. Nice. She had visited Memphis. She had visited Atlanta and she was putting a few other cities on her list. And she basically said that she planned her trips yep. around when we're having brunch so that nice. she can incorporate that and meet women in a different city. So no matter where you go, we have a connection. You you want to show up to Denver by yourself? Cool. Jump in the app. Let the ladies know you're there. And the one thing we always find out is that our our members, they will show up and show out for you. Ooh, so nice. somebody is willing to come out or tell you where to go and just be there for you. Yeah, I see. I'm in Memphis. So I see that Nashville and Birmingham have brunches coming up soon. So I was like, let me get in on this so that that's that's really dope because I, I will I'm a road tripper I will fly out but I love to get on the road and I like to plan my trips around where I will eat so that that's really good to know I love that what do you wish more people knew about black women in friendships that they can they can work right that you can have <laughs> healthy relationships with other black women and that there are women out there that believe in collaboration over competition and that we want to see each other win. And if I have it, you have it. If I have knowledge, I want to share it with you. And I think that's important to know that, you know, there's a bag out there for everybody and that there are friendships yeah. where even if we want to do the same thing, I'm going to help you get there because I understand where my lane is and the value that I bring. And then it's on you to figure out your lane and we can be doing the same thing and still be great together. What has your friendship taught you about yourself? Huh? Um, I would say, I think more so I've developed like patience and like just, you know, learning to slow down and understand um, just the perspective and like really, really get the perspective of another person. You know what I mean? Like she said, you know, she can ramble off everything, but in my head, I have to like, you know, just kind of like put it all together. And, mm. but I have to slow my mind down in order to do that and to, to help with making this successful. So like just grace and, and, and patience and just understanding that it seems like at the heart of it, we're still two little kids, you know, just growing and, and learning. And we all, we have different learning styles and, you know, just, you just learn a lot more about each other from a business standpoint than just like that friendship side of it. So that, that's really been one of the the biggest things. Like I learn a ton of stuff from her all the time. Mm. So it's just like, you know, just, you're really expanding on what's been there. You just didn't know you needed that part of it. Nice. Lillian? I would have to say that I have learned 
um, a lot about collaboration and not acting independently and just being aware of other people's thoughts, processes, and ideas. Um, because I can take something and already be at the finish line. And you know, you you can't do that when you're in a partnership. And you can you can apply that to anything as far as like your professional relationships, your personal relationships, or even like your relationship with your your partner, just to understand that when you're in something together, you have to be inclusive and take into consideration what the other person may think and you know, like she said, how, what, how they learn and how do you communicate in a way that's effective so that Melissa get what I'm trying to say and me not just like, like I say, vomiting all over her and hoping she <laughs> say yeah. I call um, it emotionally vomit. Like, <laughs> uh, just so much. Yeah. 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 So collaborate, collaboration would be the biggest thing. So in November of 2022, that seems so long ago, right? Uh, with the new year just on our heels, uh, Brown Skin Brunchin was an official entertainment partner of Afrotech. Let's talk about how that came about. Well, <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a story. <laughs> we applied yeah. and we got accepted and we were like, oh, shoot. <laughs> right, right. We're going to Afrotech. Um, so that, I mean, that's really how that came about. They have, um, a, just a different, a different process and how you get involved with that. Because, you know, it's like major tech people coming over all, you know, just from all over the world. Um, and how do you fit into that? So, you know, it's just an application process and we were like, you know, we're going to shoot our shot. We're a tech, tech company as well. You yeah, know, we yeah. App. We have a website, like we've had to learn technical development and, you know, how to do all of that. But we also want to give people a space to kind of have fun while they're learning and, you know, doing their own personal development. So we, we shot our shot and we got in and it was. Yeah. What was that experience? Like I've never been to Afrotech. I've only kind of read about it, you know, casually, but what was that experience like? Listen, it, it is every <laughs> black and tech. I don't, I don't, yeah. So you think about black and tech and you think it's going to be like some stuffy conference. It was far from that. And if you have never attended Afrotech, you should 100% do it. Um, they, I think they said there were 25,000 black people that showed up in Austin for this conference to put that yes. many black people in one space. And they were all professionals that were there looking to collaborate, looking to connect and wanted to know how can I help you and whatever you're doing to see that much black dopeness in one place. I yeah. left feeling completely fulfilled, <clears throat> fulfilled oh. to know that I had met that many people in one place. Nice, nice. And to see that many brown people like descending on you on just on the escalator. I remember we were on the escalator and we were like, wow for the like, people that can't see like but it was really like a pause yeah. like we just kind of sat there for a second and just yeah. took in what was really happening we were going up the convention center has several floors and you just saw all these people going up but just to see like these droves of people these droves of brown people in tech that you you never would have thought yeah. it was just that many people and of course that was just you know the tip of the iceberg you know seeing that that large group of people you know we're everywhere but it was just so amazing to see how deep 
we were in that particular right. field. It was an amazing experience. And to know that you're kind of, you know, a part of that community. Here, here we are again with that word, to be a part of the tech community, you know, with a company that is central to Black women, brunch, you know, coming together, but also finding yourself in a tech space. So what was that brunch experience like? How was it, well, how was it possibly different from other cities and their brunch experience being in that tech space? So this was the very first year that we allowed guys to come. So this was a co-ed oh, no. <laughs> Did that change? Okay, I'll let you finish, but I definitely <laughs> need to know, did that change the dynamics? Did it make it more fun? Like... So it, it was good. So it was more like, so we did a sneaker ball. We allowed guys and it wasn't like your typical sit down. We had a DJ, um, everyone was up dancing. We had an amazing MC that we met from Richmond, Virginia, Jason 804. He was amazing. And he kept the crowd hype and going. So I guess it was your Atlanta brunch party um, because we, we weren't twerking, but we were definitely no. up there. So Atlanta came to Austin. With some guys on top. So, you know, that, that was great to see the guys all dressed up there with us. Yeah. So what was interesting women, is it was good to see them come because we've had so many men ask to actually come or create a group for men. So it okay. was really cool to see them come out like they're they're like, we need this too. <laughs> Would you create a space for men within brown skin brunching? We've actually talked about it. We have to wrap our minds around how that would work <laughs> and how it would be led. But we've actually had that conversation several times because we're not joking. Like guys ask all the time. Yeah. And you create something like this for men. Men need this space. Um, what are you doing? Like, how do you get this set up? So, yeah, it's it's in the back of our heads. We just have to figure it out. <laughs> All right. Well, we will await for that. But when we come back from break, we're going to do Gimme Five with the founders of Brown Skin Brunch. And I have Melissa Mason and Lillian Jackson. We'll be right back. If you're enjoying the conversation and want to be on On the Phone with Friends because you find that you're just as interesting as the founders of Brown Skin Brunching, send us an email at otpwfriends at gmail.com. You can also hit us up in the DMs. Hopefully you're following us on Instagram or Twitter. We're at otpwfriends on both of those. And we're also at On the Phone with Friends podcast on Facebook. Hit us up. Let's get you on the show. All right, so like I said, we are a black ass podcast, respectfully and proudly. And so we have a segment on our podcast called Gimme Five, where we ask five random ass questions that gives us a peek into your black life. And it's time I'll put a fancy timer sound over the conversation. It's real cute or whatever. All right. And so when we ask the questions, either one of you can respond or both of you can respond. Y'all ready? Ready. All right. And your time begins now. What's the blackest thing in your purse right now? Carmex. Lip chap, as they would say. Lip chap. <laughs> <laughs> what has been your favorite black woman hairstyle in your history? Listen. A weave. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of hair in that weave? Um, I, I like the kinky straight um, weave. Um, number four. Please. Or Come on, number four. four. Right. 
Ocean wave. Before I cut my hair, ocean wave. Yes. And mine back in the day, you couldn't tell me I wasn't T-Boss. I always rocked a shortcut. I had the little pieces on the side and everything. Mm -hmm. I was, I was T-Boss. You'll see. <laughs> what does every Black woman need? A so good friend. Yep. <laughs> Why? You just need people in life that can be there for you 10 toes down no matter what's going on you have that one person that you can call and no matter what time of the day night or where you're living in the country they will show up for you no matter what mm. Melissa you want to add to that that's it that's it you just need to know you got somebody's got you no matter what all right question number four what's in your secret sauce mm. I have to say niceness again. Like, just be kind to people. You don't know what somebody's going through. Everybody has a, a life and situations. And just that one touch of niceness to somebody can make their day. Mm. Mm. Uh, I'd say along those lines, same thing, just a smile. A smile can go a long way and brighten someone's day, even when they're having the crappiest day ever. If you just smile and say hello, it can turn their whole day around. Oh, yeah, most definitely. Give us a, we have these confession questions. We have different categories. We've learned some awful things about our friends. We asked one friend a shoplifting <laughs> confession and she takes people's umbrellas. And I'm like, girl, what do you mean? She's like, I've never, well, bought, <laughs> never bought an umbrella in her life. We're talking about you. You know who you are. Uh, let's see. <laughs> Give us a... Give us a dating confession. Oh, I have a recent one then. So I, I, my current guy, I slid in his DM. So it went down <laughs> in the DM three years ago. I had to start doing that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I shot my shot. I called one of my friends and I was like, girl, am I really doing this? She was like, what's the worst thing that happened? He don't respond. So it went down in the DM. It worked. It <laughs> Is he still around? He's still around. He's still Come around. We're still on. Yeah, I feel like that's what women have to start doing now. Like we shooting the shot. Like, let me just go on slide and see what happened. You know, right. Guys do it all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Melissa, I will give you a different one since she asked that answered that one. Give okay. us a give us a naughty confession. Oh Lord. <laughs> This is what it's like to be on the phone with your friend. <laughs> First question. I know, because you know what I'm thinking about right now. Oh, dear. Protect <laughs> those that are involved. You can use fake names. I know. <laughs> I'll just say there was an incident where a large, uh, a valuable item to someone went missing. <laughs> <laughs> Look. And she helped me steal it. Oh, my God. You know what? I, I really had you two. <laughs> I thought that Lillian was kind of like the naughty one. I'm, I'm so, Melissa, the quiet she one. She called. I mean, the quiet Carol. You... <laughs> <laughs> He's like, listen, so. Oh my God. Well, we won't go into any more uh, details just in case criminal action. <laughs> <laughs> we got time to squeeze in one more question <laughs> who's your biggest inspiration it's got to be a black woman you know or what black I'm just, women I'm answers gonna, only i'm gonna take it home and i'm gonna say my grandmother and she's the biggest inspiration for me because she raised me so 
I, I went to her and, you know, um, she took me in, took me into her household, gave me a better life. And just to be able to see her resilience and her strength and how she always figured it out. Um, she instilled that in me and I have her to thank for where I am today because I saw her get through some tough times and didn't break. And that was the same for me. I was going to say my mom, my mom mm. is a single parent, raised two kids you know, on her own, did what she had to do, worked multiple jobs at the same time and took us from some little project kids to, to a successful black woman. Man, shout out to them, these mamas, these grandmamas, our maternal ancestors. Man, look how far we have come, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And on that note, we end every show with asking, so what you about to do? What you about to do, Lillian? Well, I, I have a new content studio. So someone is about to come in here and they are about to do a photo shoot. So as soon as we hang up the phone, I got to clean up, um, <laughs> pick my pork chop up that's here sitting beside me that I was eating. Oh, you from the, the South. South. You got a pork chop. <laughs> Love it. You got a pork chop. And it's in a Ziploc bag. Right. Oh, yeah. Come on. That's the original Tupperware, man. I don't understand why people look at you sideways for that. Okay. You can transport a lot of Nice, nice. And what is the name of your content studio? Yes, it's called Lily's Content Studio. It's in Las Vegas. We are three weeks open and excited for everyone to come check us out. You need content for your social media, headshots, anything like that. You can come in the style space and get it all done in one shoot. And where can they find you on the interwebs? www.lilliescontentstudio.com also on Instagram at Lily's Content Studio. Don't forget the S is Lily's. I possess this thing, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And we will be showing that on our uh, social media pages as well. Melissa, what are you or let me say it properly. Melissa, <laughs> what you about to do? I'm about to eat. eat. <laughs> What's for dinner? I'm hungry. Not a clue. It's <laughs> one of those kind of nights. Look, you're just trying so to you just trying I'm to make trying it to, to make, the weekend. I'm, try, I'm just trying not to go to Chick Fil A. That's what I'm trying mm. not to do. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. I have enjoyed our conversation. If there is anything that you need from us, just let us know. We are definitely your podcast friends now. Anything that y'all need, we're there for you. We're ten toes down for y'all. Like y'all a whole yes. lot. And I got to get to Nashville and to Birmingham and hope I can connect with the folks here in Memphis. So I got to be down with Brown Skin Brunching. And y'all have to be down with Brown Skin Brunching. Um, make sure you connect with them on the internet or in your city anywhere in the world right now they are making their global expansion they have crossed the big lake of the atlantic ocean and i hope you've enjoyed this conversation and thinking about the importance of community and what it's like to create a community that looks like you all right we'll talk to y'all next time on on the phone with friends bye y'all thank you all right i appreciate y'all so much this has been a great conversation